Welcome to the Making Money in the Music Business podcast, where we share insightful views on a variety of topics in the music industry that can help you make more money from your music business. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. William E. Smith and Kenya McGuire-Johnson. Hey, Kenya, we are back. We are back, Will. How are you this week? I'm doing pretty good. It's uh, my my, my uh, good good feeling curve is moving up. <laughs> yes, because you're on you're on summer break, and yeah. I think you're still teaching a little bit, but it's not the same. So you can feel yeah, better. yeah. It's just I'm teaching online, and it's a lot easier. I don't have to drive in or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, no, yes, I, I too am feeling good. We are, we are almost officially in the groove of summer. My kids are done with school, which is a yay moment and not so yay. You know, there's, there's mixed bag of emotions with that, but for the most part, it's a yay because we don't have to worry about homework and all that good stuff. So I'm, I'm good too. Yeah, I'm feeling good too. There you go. <laughs> there we go. Well, uh, I know we got a great guest on. For uh, with us today, and um, I'll get a chance to introduce her, and we'll get get into all of that in a minute. But I want to get our music tip done real quick. And our music tip for today is: if you're trying to book yourself uh, for gigs, um, of course you can do all the hustle work and and try to develop the relationships and all of that. But uh, there's a site, and I'm, we might have mentioned it before, but I want to mention it again. It's called Gig Salad, GigSalad.com. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they uh, are a place for you to um, put put up your profile and have people looking for uh, music or whatever it is in your genre. I think they have belly dancers and everything on there. But uh, mm-hmm. if you're you're trying to get yourself booked, um, it's another venue, another opportunity. So check it out. Yeah, no, Gig Salad is good stuff. I, I actually am connected and they've got a lot of options where you can be a free you can use it for free. Um, and that becomes kind of limited in terms of your, it limits your profile just a bit, but, um, you can also pay a small fee monthly and, um, it kind of, it kind of boosts your exposure to potential, um, people to book you, but it is, it's really cool. And the, and the really nice thing about it is you can embed it, um, into your website. So it can, it almost appears as though. Um, you have this professional booking <laughs> loop Agency, from your website. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And, you know, when in fact it's an outside host um, and they give you reports and, you know, how each month, you know, things are going. And I've, I've actually booked a few things through Gig Salad. So that's awesome. a great tip. I don't think we talked about Gig Salad before. So that's, that's a good oh, tip. Okay. Perfect. Good. Well, today's special guest is a uh, friend of both you and myself. Uh, mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. went to uh, college with us. And um, yeah, it's uh, it's a pleasure to finally actually get caught up. I haven't talked to you in so long. And it's kind of weird that we're doing this on a podcast, but uh, it's great to, <laughs> to actually get caught up. Um, uh, Marie Tree Garrett. Um, what, what can I say? Good morning. Uh, her, her voice. <laughs> go, hey, <laughs> there you go. We're all gushing, Marie Tree. We're gushing. I'm trying to be I quiet. I'm like, yeah. It makes me happy. I'm like, I need to talk now. I need to talk to my people. Okay. 
<laughs> yes, yes. You can talk now. Okay. <laughs> Yay. So <laughs> what what uh what we like to do um on our, our interviews is uh first uh let you introduce yourself and tell you know, give some background. Um but I guess the, the first question we would, would like for you to I guess to address or answer is um what got you started into uh into music and the music business. Um, well, I started playing when I was two and a half. I started playing piano. There was always a piano in the house, always music in the house, and I had a real ear for it. And I started studying when I was five, and I studied with a teacher who didn't realize that I couldn't read, so I would have her play for me, and then I would play it back. And then I went to another teacher because my mother was like, I'm wasting my money. So I went to another teacher and learned how to read and studied classically and then went to Fisk and was a Jubilee singer but studying biology and wound up at Howard in pharmacy school, which, yikes, and transferred <laughs> over to music and here we are and just never really looked back after that. Yeah, it's it's uh it's it's been amazing. Go go ahead, Kenya. I know you got well, a bunch of questions. Yeah, you know I'm going crazy. So, so Marichu, on these interviews, you know, we only interview people that we absolutely love, like love, 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 Yay, love. Well, I love that you love me. <laughs> Hi, you know. <laughs> so I'm always sitting on this side. We try to go back and forth with our questions, but I'm always bursting. While if we could let the um, audience know more about what i mean because you you gave a beautiful quick snapshot but who is maritri today as an artist so people can really appreciate what you do and 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 how you do it's so funny because i was thinking about that yesterday i the past two years have been really crazy i lost my mom and i've spent more time on the west coast my brother's been really sick and so i went from just being a musician in new york full-time which means playing with my band, the Soul Folk Experience, teaching students, private students, uh, teaching senior citizens, playing for a church, playing for every, everything and anybody that I possibly could, to coming out here into this cultural wasteland and <laughs> being somebody's caretaker and all of a sudden having a house and a, having to buy a car and three kids and a dog and a cat and teaching school for this last, well, year and a half. Um, but And I gave myself two years to just sort of grieve and take some time off from music. Um, and just, I didn't gig as much. I wasn't doing a lot of things. And so I decided after the first of the year, I mean, I decided back in August, that at the beginning of this year, I was going to return to doing art as much as I possibly can and I was kind of worried because I'd kind of been out of the loop for a couple years and then all of a sudden all these things started coming up and a lot of theater projects have come up and it's been really interesting just seeing how life just sort of transitions from one thing to mm -hmm. another like just my day yesterday teaching in the morning having a show in LA coming back home, getting up this morning, doing an interview, having two school shows this afternoon, and then a gig tonight. And then, you know, a couple of days where I can just sort of regroup and figure it out. So it's 
it's a constant hustle, but I feel like I've learned to work a little bit smarter, or at least I'm learning to work a little bit smarter, and on the way picking up new instruments, I just got this um, bass ukulele, well, I've had it for a year and a half now, and I absolutely love it, it's my latest thing, and I play guitar, I play cello, because somebody hired me for a cello gig, it's a theater piece, and so they were like, well, do you play cello? I was like, sure I do. Had to play cello. No, I really don't. It's been eight years. I studied for, you know, a year or two. But I was like, sure, I, I can do it, and I can write the music. And so I wrote the music, and then they were like, well, you know, maybe if, if it's too much, we can get somebody else to do it. And then, you know, I was like, no, I, I got this. And so it's kind of a <laughs> say yes and then ask questions later and figure it <laughs> figure out. out yeah. yeah, that's always been my motto. I moved to New York 20 years ago, and I got there, and I, I turned down a gig, and my best friend was like, no, no, we never turn down gigs. You say yes, and then you figure <laughs> out right. how to do it. And I was like, wow, oh, okay, all right, well, we're going to go with that. And so I pretty much lived by that, <laughs> by that motto for my life, and it seems to work okay. Wow. It's it's really uh it's it's refreshing to hear you and what one thing I noticed after not talking or you know being in touch for like how long like twenty years yeah uh, right it's crazy <laughs> you you you're uh you speak faster and it, I just <laughs> I have this this image of you back in college where you just like so laid back and chill and yeah everything is everything and. And and life is great, and and you're you're you still have that vibe, but it's a lot. <laughs> I guess the the well, tempo you know, has it's increased. It's New York, and I that's mean, New York. <laughs> yeah, living in New York is such a it's such a funny thing. And I mean, I would come home to visit my parents, and I you know I mean, and I used to just come home for like a month in the summer, and then a month at the end of the year. But as my parents got older, I would come home you know once every couple months, and then once a month. And my mom would be like, you need to relax because I'd be like, I'd drive, right? I'd get behind the wheel and I'd be like, oh my God, mm -hmm. we have to move now. And you know, LA traffic is like, <laughs> you're not going anywhere for hours. And, and then we would be in a restaurant. I'd be like, oh my God, why are they taking so long? What are they doing? My mom's like, you need to relax. We just sat down. I'm like, if we were in New York, they would have been over here, served the food. We'd be walking out the door because somebody else would be trying to get in here. So it's weird. It's yeah. like this weird balance of... Yes, I'm totally laid back in my mind. And when I say that to people, they're like, okay, you might be crazy because you never stop moving <laughs> unless you're asleep. But, you know, coming out, like, the last two years, I'm serious. I had to just really, I was so just crazy for a minute because I, I was like, oh, my God, these people move so slow. What is happening? Is it the sun <laughs> is eating their brains up? Oh, my God. Today, people, today. You know, so... I'm I'm learning to balance that all out, and you know I'm a stickler for time. I'm always on time, and you know that's not always that's not always the case here. People are you know running behind, and of course life gets in the way. But you, you try to <laughs> you try to work all of that out and make sure you have enough time to do stuff. So right. Right, That's funny right. that you say that, though, because I, I do think that I'm very funny. laid back. I, you know, yeah. I just thought about that because I'm like, yeah, I guess when I met Marie, Tr and I, you know, I love you so much. And you know that um, I love you I, so I much, too. 
<laughs> Maritri has honestly, I want the audience to be able to understand this, that Maritri was probably um, I feel like she's like a, a sister, godmother, best friend, like angel oh my God, I love like that. in my life <laughs> I love because that. you kind of like drifted in my it's like she kind of appeared in my life in college at howard we were in a gospel this is how we all kind of know each other well actually you and will were both in music and fine arts but i met maritri in the gospel choir at howard and like will just said your energy has always just and even in even if you're talking speaker it's just this calm there's just this calm that's about mm-hmm. you and your music is, um, I mean, it's a complete reflection of that same thing. And so for, for me, it was Maritri, honestly, who inspired me to think about music different and how I could, like, possibly fit in it. And I, that may sound, I don't know if, she, if I've even ever said that to her, but it, you, you, I want you to be able to kind of explain, because you are a singer, you are a guitarist, you're a pianist, you're a cellist today. You are. I know. <laughs> Look at that. The things we do for money. Oh, wait, you'll pay me to do that? Sure. Yes, I do. Right. Right. But if you could, I, you guys, we're going to definitely have in our show notes um, links to your music, because when you hear this woman's music, if you've never listened... Um, you're going to be kind of spellbound because the, the energy that she carries in it is just special. So if you could just let us or let the listeners know, how would you describe your, is there a genre or how would you describe your music? And I, I then have a second question to that. You know, it's funny. Like I don't, I never really put a, a label on it because I'm, I'm so many different things and I've been so many different things in my life. I'm classically trained on piano and cello. I'm self-taught on guitar. I started out by myself on piano. So there are all these different chords that I've always used that have always existed that don't really fall into any genre. And then I have this voice that's not your typical big black girl voice. So (laughs) that's also different. And I just, after a while, I just sort of let it go and just let it be good rather than any particular genre. I mean, I call it soul folk. And that's the name of the band, and that's really what we do. And I think it encompasses all of the music that we are. And this journey has been interesting because when I was at Howard, I don't know if you remember this, Kenya, but I went to pick up Will Downing. He was in town. I was, like, the only person on campus that had a car, apparently, that day. So I go to pick him up. You know you know how the universe speaks to you. It's like, okay, well, this is the message that you need to get today, honey. So I go to pick him up at Union Station. And he says to me, well, what are you doing with your music? And I said, as everybody at that time said, I was like, oh, you know, Mr. Downing, um, don't call me Mr. Downing. Well, okay, Will, (laughs) I'm trying to get a deal, and I'm shopping my music. And He said, oh, really? He said, well, I don't know that you want a deal. And I was like, wait, what? And that was the first time anybody had ever said that, and he said, what if you want to be an artist? What if you want to grow as an artist and learn new things and do new things rather than making the same album and get stuck mm. like me and a whole bunch of other people? And I was like, okay, really, Will Downing is sitting here telling me <laughs> that he is stuck with his genius ass. Like, for real? Like, right. what is happening right now? Oh, my God. But that was, that for me, that was a life-changing moment. And it's certainly been probably more difficult 
not having a deal. But I can say that I've learned how to play different instruments. I've learned to play what feels good to me, what sounds right to me, what makes sense to me. And I feel like I've been allowed to grow as an artist and a person because I haven't had that hanging over my head. Mm. So it's, that's very freeing for me. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's a great segue to what I was, and then I'm going to let Will ask his question, but I, that was what I was going to say is given kind of, and I know that your music does, it goes, it crosses all from from your soul to your folk to your pop to your jazz to your, I mean, it, it crosses all of that. And, you know, a lot of artists, they struggle with that, like, well, I got to figure out what am I or what is my whatever. And so my, my follow-up was, is how has that, um, in terms of the music business, in terms of um, exposure or, or getting booked or those types of things, has that, do you think that hasn't really had an impact or in you, you're, you know, it's, it's just you're able to do what you need to do or, or something else? It's interesting. I think it's, I think it's harder to book myself, but I think that the gigs and the venues and the people that I'm able to reach, it's a very different crowd. Um, yeah, I would love to be in stadiums and reaching people on a huge level like that, but it's also nice to sit in somebody's living room and entertain their friends and, and ask, and have them ask me questions about where the music came from and what it means to me and why I do it and, and those sorts of things because I feel like I have a more intimate relationship with with my new fans and yeah. um, yeah. I feel like they walk away with more of an understanding of who I am because I think the music is part of me but it's not the entire personality or it's just not everything so I think that's yeah. been nice yeah it's it's harder I mean, it's harder to get a booking when you haven't sold as much product as somebody else. But I, I think it's a it's a decent trade off, and I don't really mind it that much. Yeah, and that that leads me to what I was I wanted to to ask you is how after college because uh, and it, it's interesting to see how um, a lot of our compadres and, and classmates just how th- their lives. Uh, progressed after we graduated and um i i wanted to to know what was your i guess what was the path but also because it's it's part of of what the choices that you make and what you design and what your goals are but um how did you set up your uh the the business side of what you're doing um your and and what your your music and how you you sell your music how you you book yourself um, how did you set up your your marketing? Sort of give give an insight. And, and after college, what what did you say? Okay, this is what I'm going to do. And then sort of what what happened after that? So after college, I was living in D.C. Uh, actually, is that true? Actually, I moved to New Jersey, and I was uh, living with my old teacher, Jerry Allen, and taking care of her little girl while. She was on the road, and then also studying with her. And then I moved back to D.C. for a job that sort of fell through, a children's theater job. And then I met Shauna, because at that point I had I had a band called Hugh. The band broke up. Uh, actually, one member left, and then Shauna Tucker came along, and it was the three of us for a while, and then 
the other member left, and then we decided we were going to move to New York and really pursue it because we had kind of reached the ceiling in D.C. There were only so many embassy gigs you could do. There were only so many club dates you could do. So we decided to move to New York, and we just we moved to New York. Shauna was going back to school. I moved to New York without a job and very little money, and a couple of friends there that were like, hey, we'll make sure that you work. And sure enough, I don't think I was there more than a couple of weeks before I was teaching and playing and just sort of finding my way into the New York set of musicians and artists doing stuff. Beautiful. And did you uh, like sort of create um, a schedule for how many gigs you wanted to have? And uh, No, you know you what? Know, you I'm so own. like, I'm trying to be not so random and haphazard these days. And, and it's, it, it's funny, when it's just <laughs> you, you can do that. You can be random and haphazard. But right, now it's right. like, you know, juggling two households and kids and my brother and dogs and cats and car payments and I, I think a little right. bit more about it. Um, but as I said, I'm, I'm really just sort of transitioning out of not doing so much at all. But I really want to get back to just doing music in the fall rather than having to teach. And I don't, I don't mind the teaching. It's nice because I'm actually at my niece's school. So I'm there with them. Mm -hmm. I can monitor their progress and make sure that they're where they need to be and I, I feel I feel good about that because uh, I want uh, the listeners to, to get a sense of of how things happen and uh, from what you were just saying um, when I guess success breeds success when once you start getting into the mix and start getting gigs and bookings uh, and, and in New York is a is just is like that once you start right. getting into the mix you you're right. just never stopping you you don't you don't have to worry about actually looking for a gig cuz gigs right. actually find you they do yeah. i mean if if you're That's... if you're a decent person and you do the work and you show up on time and you're nice to people people will call you and and it's always word of mouth and i'm always surprised when somebody calls and they say oh yeah i saw you at such and such a place and i'm like really i don't even remember playing there but they <laughs> remember <laughs> You know, and they'll call you, and it's it's that's kind of a nice that's a nice feeling. Yeah. You you mentioned um, Shauna Tucker, and Shauna's actually been a guest on our podcast. So yes, I saw that. Nice, I was like, that's awesome. Yes. So this yep. is really cool that we're being able to interview you both. And if you could, she was able to kind of allude you know, slightly to Hugh. And I, I just want to kind of hear from your lens. How did you kind of connect with Shauna and what, how was Hugh formed and, you know, for you? Okay. So when I was at Howard, we, I played with Deirdre Pascal and Latanya Peoples and they played cello and violin so violin viola so it was the three of us trio and we all sang and we came together it's so funny we came together the same talent show homecoming talent show that shy performed at for the first time <laughs> and i think we were the only two acts that didn't get booed i mean and it was crazy because we walked out on stage <laughs> people were like throwing bottles and stuff and i was like oh lord what have i gotten us into you know, and then we hit the first note and it was like, 
you know, people were quiet and really listening intently. And I just kind of, I kind of knew we had something. I was like, wow, this is, this is really, this could really be something. And, um, so I worked, I worked with them for years and then Shauna came to Howard and she was my student. I was teaching as a grad student, I was teaching functional piano and Shauna came and of course, you know, Howard was being funny with my money. So for a while, I just, I was like, well, you know what, until you figure that out, I'm not coming to class. And so, you know, my students were like, oh, she's just flaky. She's just not here. And I'm like, yeah, no, they're not paying me. And it's very difficult to, I mean, y'all know, you, it's not like yeah. you don't know. Oh, trust me. <laughs> yeah. So, so there was that. And then, you know, she would come to all of our shows and I was like, oh my God, she's so cute. She's like our fan. This is so cute. And then, you know, the bottom fell out and it was like, hey, um, I need a replacement. And we hired her for a gig and she was just so great. And she had the personality for it and, you know, just the energy. And it was like, okay, this is great. And then when Jerry left, it was like, okay, well, you know what? Let's just be a duo and let's just make this happen. And it's great. And so it was great for a couple of years. We moved to New York and then somebody had the brilliant idea that we needed a third member. And so we did <laughs> auditions and blah, blah, blah. And we got somebody and, yeah, you know, so, and, and the band morphed into something else. And as you know, it's really difficult to have a band. It's difficult to have a band with women because people make life choices and yeah. they want to get married yeah. and have babies and, you know, as much as I would have loved to have done that, and, you know, I'm kind of at the point now, I'm like, hey, I could get married now. Like, I'm actually a grown-up, and I can be functional. But back then, I wasn't functional at all. And, you know, all I thought about was music, you know, kind of like now. I mean, I think about music, I don't know, probably 98% of the time rather than 100%. But it just, it just wasn't, it just wasn't in the cards. And so the band broke up, and... I was miserable, and I started kickboxing, which kept me from, you know, being on the news, and it's great. I was like, you know, down to my fighting ways, the best time of my life. I was running. I was really angry. My boyfriend at the time was like, hey, you know what? Um, I need you to just pack a bag, and we're going to go away for a week, and you're going to get yourself together. And I did, and um, I remember somebody called me about a gig at Steinway Hall, this old friend of mine. He's like, hey, what's Hugh doing on... October, whatever, I think it was like October 19th, and I was like, well, Hugh broke up, so he's like, okay, well, what are you doing? And I was like, well, it sounds like I'll be playing at Steinway Hall, and (laughs) that was like my first solo gig in forever, and I prepared for it, and, you know, I'm in Steinway Hall, and it's all these beautiful pianos, and I did some classical stuff, some original stuff, and some sort of Broadway show tune jazz sort of stuff and it was crazy because we booked the gig probably in February and 9-11 happened in September and so we you know at that point New York was sort of a ghost town we weren't even sure that anybody was coming and I remember the first time being out of my house like I just sort of cocooned in the house for a while and I remember coming out and the streets were empty in New York and it's like oh my god like I've never seen this where there just are people out you know it looked like tumbleweeds there's like pieces of paper everywhere i was like oh my god this is crazy wow but people came and it was a really beautiful entry into doing uh solo work which i did for a while i was a sideman a lot and i did solo work because 
it was easy and I didn't have to worry about anybody but myself, which I think I really needed to do for a minute because I'd always worried about the band and, and I finally realized, oh, I, I can actually do this by myself. I don't have to hide behind somebody else all the time. Let me see what my artistry right. sounds like. And I think at that point my writing changed, my just everything sort of changed and and I feel like it was a really good growth period. Even though it was painful, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I'm so glad you said those. Yeah, I'm going (laughs) to let Will answer. I I just want to say that I hope listeners are hearing these twists and these turns and these downs and these ups and these, you know, around the corners and in diagonals. Because I think people think that people's careers are just kind of these linear things. Oh, my God. No. (laughs) Linear? What is that? Like, seriously? I mean, I think the the most linear I've ever been, right, is these last two years. And, you know, it's funny because I would go, well, I wonder what would have happened if if I had gotten married and had a family and had like a normal life. And and it's funny because I have this song called Normal where I laugh at everything that seems normal to other people. I'm like, oh, my God, two kids, a house. Flowers in the spring. What am I worried about? And now when I sing that song, I'm like, oh, my God, this is who I am. Like, I did it one time, and I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I worry about all these things. Is the school bus going to come? Do I have to pick the kids up? How am I going to pay the bill? I'm like, oh, my God, who have I become? What is happening? I love it. I love it. It's crazy. Like, for the first time in my life. Go ahead. Go ahead. For the first time in my life, like. I wake up at 5.30 in the morning, and I'm like, oh, dear God, it's 5.30 a.m., and I'm not coming in from somewhere or writing in my studio. I'm waking up to get ready for school to take the kids to school. And, you know, I've learned, you know, that, okay, I need a half an hour in the morning before the kids get up so that nobody gets hurt. It's like, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. It's crazy. Welcome to my world. I love it. Uh, Yeah, that's that's your world. Uh, We're going to – I'm going to let you ask your your next question, but I'm going to just – uh, just no, just say that we're gonna, well, I, I, you, we, you go we got to do ask. a whole session of uh, <laughs> what happens because because I think a lot of um, the podcast is is centered around getting started, but mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think there's also a bunch of people, <clears throat> excuse me, that don't have uh, that have already gotten started, but then are in a different level and different point in their career, and that's actually a whole different approach with uh, what happens when your band leaves. Or yeah. when the band breaks up or uh, you're shifting focus in your career. You know, there's a lot of, right. uh, you know, just different different things to address or different opportunities, I guess, because I would look at it as an opportunity. So it is yeah, an opportunity. That's, that's it doesn't feel like it at the time. I mean, you know, I was I was really angry. I was a, I was angry. I was like, you know what? I've worked at this for a really long time. And, mm-hmm. you know, I felt like I was getting mistreated. And it's funny. I'm sure that. You know, Shauna felt the same way, and you know there were a lot of things that weren't said because, and we were living together, so it was really challenging, and mm-hmm. you know, it 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 really challenged our friendship. But I think it's a testimony to who we are as people and how we feel about each other because we're closer now than we've ever been, and mm-hmm. you know, we've been there for the major stuff. For you know, I, I've lost both of my parents at this point, and so. You know, she's totally been there for me, and and it's been really great. But, yeah, I mean, linear, that's such a funny 
term. It's like, and, and, and you know, when you're a kid, you think, okay, by the time I'm 30, I'm going to be married. I'm going to have my first kid. Yes. I'm going to, you know, and it's like, yes. okay, my, you know, I'll have five albums out and, and none of that is really what it is. And I think a long time ago, I just let go of that because I think when you, when you place boundaries on expectations, then you only get maybe what you thought you were going to get. And I think when you're completely open things happen that you would never expect questions come that you would never expect and then you just say yes and hope for the best and move forward so yes 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 thank you so much for saying that and i really you know guys who are you the people who are listening um because this is something that you know i hear from so many artists they're wanting things to be so scripted and so you know, well, I did this, so this should be the next thing. And it's like, you know, yeah, and what, and where? You know, because it just doesn't. And so it's just really helpful to hear artists who have had, you know, these experiences but still are doing, you know, are doing something creative. And and, and that is, you know, that's a huge lesson of, of this business. You know, when yeah. it doesn't go the way that you, yeah, when it doesn't go the way that you anticipate it, that doesn't mean leave you know it just right Mm -hmm. you're you're being redirected you know you're being shifted so that's awesome and that's hard and i also think it's important to know that you can start anywhere and i think starting i think the first step is always the hardest but sometimes Mm -hmm. you just have to show up and say yes this is what i want and Mm -hmm. everything it just takes care of itself i mean i think you have to have Mm -hmm a huge amount of faith in in being in the right place in the right time. And when I look back on my life and I, and I think about all of the people that I have met under really weird circumstances and then 10 years later, something will happen. I'll be like, that's why that had to happen right, right, right. so that I could be here and meet this person who I met through that person or this event or this, this thing that I really, really like I was working on this, um, this, Nina Simone biopic with uh, Mary J. Blige and I was training her to be Nina Simone and teaching her piano and going and hearing her and she was absolutely brilliant and I was so excited and we did that for like six months and then nothing and I was like okay it's done and then I heard back from her again for and we, we started up again and then the next thing we knew um, Zoe Saldana was doing the she was doing the movie like it just it just and it was such a weird thing because I was like wow this is crazy but I mean I got that gig on a random call somebody called me saying that Mary J Blige needed a classical piano coach and when I got there they were like no what we're really doing is we're doing this Nina Simone movie and we need somebody to coach her do you know anything about Nina Simone and I was like well I just played at her memorial, the family memorial, which was also crazy because that came from a gig that I had gotten this um, this tribute that I had gotten, and the woman that had hired me, I, I was playing all the piano parts, and I was like, listen, I need to do a song, I need to arrange a song, and she was like, well, I don't know if you're ready for that, and I was like, okay, let me be really clear. Um, <laughs> Either I get to sing a song or I'm leaving. Hello? You know, so it was such a crazy, crazy, crazy moment. And then after that, Nina Simone's daughter comes up and she's like, hey, I love what you're doing. Her mother had just passed. 
She said, we're doing the family memorial next week. Would you come? It's just going to be me and my mother's brother and Patti LaBelle. And I would love it if you'd come and sing some songs. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Let me think about Okay, really? Really? (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I think you just have to show up and just have the faith and say, Okay, this is this is who I am. This is what I want to do. And I think the mistake we make is is biting off these huge chunks instead of just focusing on the the little things. You know, the moments, the amazing moments that we right, right. are given. You know, it's like, "Oh my god, I want to be such and such a place." Okay, but I'm right here right now. And I'm writing mm-hmm. these songs right now, and this is how I'm feeling, and this is where I need to live for just a second to kind of regroup and get my bearings. Yeah. That's awesome. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Well, I'm going to well, let you ask, uh, Will, because you know, I, I mean, I could talk to Maritri. I mean, we already talked. Yeah, so oh, yeah. Well, we, we both can. I mean, yeah, because I, I hadn't talked to you in like 20 years. So, I mean, I got so many things you need to, to get catch caught up, up on. Will. So. You got to catch up. This is yeah, fantastic. Yeah, we we got to get you know, caught up. Yes. I would be on the phone with y'all all day. I got I got to do two school shows today. So, I got to roll out. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm like, yeah, of but we, only we have, have to do this again. More minutes. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, we, we do. We do. Yeah, uh, you know the only other question I, I had because uh, because I think a, a lot of what we talk about with the with the podcast is sort of centered around process, mm-hmm. and um, I think uh, one of the things because I, I love what you were doing with your the in home concerts. Um, Thank you. Just how, how does how did you sort of uh, well I, I I get the the marketing idea, but how did you sort of set that up and and I guess reach out to people and and sort of what what was the flow of that. Maybe. Well, you know, I have friends that are non-artists who actually have jobs and homes and estates and places <laughs> that I could go play. Right. And right. when I first started reading about house concerts, I was like, oh, this is a great idea. I can go, I can play, I can make money, and I can talk to people about what I do and how to do it. And that's really how it started. And it's just sort of taken off, and it's... It's nice. You don't have to worry about um, making a certain amount of money and filling seats in and all the rigmarole that clubs put you through just to play. Right. So. Perfect. Yeah. But yeah, she's yeah. done a I mean, house that's... concert in my home. And um, so if are you accepting bookings for house concerts right now? I yes, know you're, ma'am. You're I still want to come back. Okay. And you know what? Listen, I have had so... <laughs> One of my friends put me on her flight benefits just because, like, just because she was like, well, I know, I know you, you need it and it'll make it easier for you to get around. And, and I was like, you don't even understand. You don't even understand. You don't even understand, you know, and it's, and she just, I mean, she was so gracious. She was like, you know, my best friend's been on it. My husband was on it before. Neither one of them use it. Would you use it? And I was like, are you kidding me? Like, seriously? <laughs> oh, my God. So, you know, stuff oh, like that yeah. happens. And and I'm just because I was wondering, I was like, oh, my God, how am I going to continue to do this? And, you know, mm-hmm. but then the universe was like, well, you know, you could just go and visit people and play and, you know, make it happen. Mm-hmm. And then you don't have to worry about the airfare. And I was like, wow, this is great. So, yeah. yes. That's yes. Yeah. Wow. Well. 
as, as since you're talking about bookings, I want us to kind of be able before we hop off in just a moment. If you could, you you have a fantastic um, personal Facebook page because Marie Tree. Um, she's not the person, I mean, you'll kind of, you may put up a little slight, yeah, I'm performing tonight, but she's very, <laughs> her, her social media is very, um, there's so much like, uh, what's the word I want to use Marie Tree? It's, it's, you talk about these, it's very anecdotal, but you always bring it kind of back home to, this is why we're here. Like this is, this is purpose and this is like light and this is why I'm an artist. And so if you could let people, not that you're going to get a bunch of friend requests to your, your personal page, but if you could just let people, how, how do they connect with you on social media? And if they in fact do want to book you oh, or do something in terms of how come concerts. to my page. No, it's totally fine. Yes. And also, um, MarieTreeMusic.com is my website mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, it's there. I'm on Instagram. I rarely use it, but I am on Instagram. And um, it's all Marie Tree music, so I'm easy to find. I've got stuff on iTunes uh, under Marie Tree, Marie Tree and Nick Casarino, and the Soulfolk Experience. So, yes, please be in touch. Yes, I'm accepting bookings. Kenya, I want to come to Chicago again. Um, <laughs> yes, you have to come back. Yes. Yes, I'm so ready. <laughs> Yes, I'm so yes. ready. I mean, all this just happened. So, you know, yes, it was one of those calls and I just had to be done with school, but I'm done now and trying to work stuff yeah. out. So there you go. Nice. Mm-hmm. Awesome. nice. We'll include all of that in um, our show. Yes, notes please. Because- Perfect. Yeah. When you guys hear her music, I'm telling you, and I know that I say, you know, I... I gush when I talk about our guests, but I don't, I don't, I think we try really hard to bring artists who are not only, you know, interesting and can kind of tell stories, but who are really actual artists, you know, and so their music really reflects the conversations we have. So I'm going to include that yeah. link so people can listen to Perfect. your Perfect. And I've also, I mean, I know you know this, I've been doing a lot more writing as well. Like I found myself writing on Facebook when my mom was sick because I was spending endless hours in the hospital. And then I stopped for a while. I was like, I am really oversharing. I don't want to be one of those people that just oversharing. (laughs) And then I I went to my inbox and people were like, listen, don't stop that. You need to get to work. I read this every day. It keeps Mm -hmm. me balanced. I'm like, oh my God, that's really frightening. But (laughs) Okay, well here we go. So there you are. I'm doing yeah, the best I mean, you I see can. that you're a, you see that you're a, a a writer, a songwriter, because it's almost like you're writing a. It's not like you're writing a song, but your storytelling is so strong, even in a social media post. And I don't get to always mm-hmm. say that because I get overwhelmed on Facebook. So just because right. you don't see me comment, don't 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 think I'm not. I see it all. I just can't take. Um, uh, <laughs> I can't chime in on everything, but I see it, and it's like, oh, she's just sharing such wonderful thoughts and things that are so relatable. And and you know, I know you've been talking a lot about death and ends of life, which I think is fascinating because I think we've always had this kind of morbid connection to it, but you're bringing a whole nother kind of energy and understanding to mm-hmm. that. Um, that is, you know, I already told you, you need to go ahead and do that project for hospice. I'm doing that. Um, oh people. no, no, yeah, I'm doing you, that. You do it. It's about you, to yeah, happen. There's, that. I met this filmmaker yeah. a couple weeks ago and he was talking to me and he was like, you know, we were just talking about process and we had both been called in to do this career fair. And I was like, I don't know why they call me up in here, but we were co we were co um, we were partnering 
And so I was listening to him talk, and he said, when I hear a song, I see a video for it. And I thought, okay, this is this is the guy. This is the guy right here. I just don't know what the project is, but this is the guy. And I've been thinking about this, this death thing, because I feel like, and you know, it's, I mean, I lost my first friend at five. So this is, this is something that's been present in my life. And I've always lived my life like, okay, what if you're not here tomorrow? What if, what if it all ends? Would you have done what you were put here for? And so there's always been this sort of awareness of that and that nothing is promised. And so I think this, this project is shaping itself up in my head. And now that I'm actually out of school, I can really focus on it. So, yeah, I think it's I think that's just beautiful because I think we need to have different understandings of, you know, of, of ends of life. And, you know, you and I are all, well, all three of us are woo woo people. Um, so, yeah. you know, I already think that marie has been in my past life. Like we've clearly Heck been yeah. together before. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and you recognize really people excited. when you, you know, it's fun to recognize yeah. them and go, Oh yeah, I see you. I know what you're doing. <laughs> and yeah, here we are again. Good to see you. Here we you are know? again. Yep. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that's cool. All right, Will. Well, we've come to we, we got to wrap it up. Yeah. All right. You know, we want, we want well, I will talk to you guys again going. soon. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. we will be inviting you back. And, and thank you again for taking the time. And uh, we just appreciate you and we love you. And, yep. and we hope the listeners well, have I appreciate the whole y'all. I love you too. Yes, Anytime. Yeah, yeah. Yes, we do. Yeah. All okay. Right. Talk to y'all All later. Right. All right. Bye. Bye. Take care. Bye. You too. Thank you for listening, and we hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. Please leave us a comment on our page. If you would like to contact us about a specific topic, you can email us at info at creatingcrimson.com or drwsmith at makingmoneyinthemusicbizbiz.com. If you would like to schedule a consultation session with Creating Crimson, you can fill out the contact form at the bottom of the website at creatingcrimson.com. If you would like registration services for your music project, you can visit makingmoneyinthemusicbiz.com and go to the registration services page. Please fill out the contact form and we will get back with you promptly. If you are interested in advertising on our podcast, please send us an email at drwsmith.com at makingmoneyinthemusicbiz.com.